Welcome to Bulls, Bears, and Pigs podcast presented by SizeTrade.com. Simplifying technicals, fundamentals, and market psychology for one goal and one goal only to help you make money in all market conditions. Good morning, Size Traders. This is Amos, your host with Gary, head trader at Size Trade. Gary, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, Amos? We had a question coming today to our support email from Gene, and I thought it was a relevant question to a lot of traders out there. And Gene was kind enough to allow us to share it with our user base, so here goes. Hi, Gary. I've been following you for six months, and outside of the signals I do with Size Trade, I mostly break even on my strategies. I'm struggling with finding the correct entry levels on my indicators. Sometimes the indicators are contradicting themselves, and sometimes even when they are showing the same direction, they are giving me different entry and exit levels. I'm a bit confused, and I was hoping you could give me some insight on how to trade them better. So, Gene, uh, I appreciate you allowing us to air this question because I think it's really relevant to a lot of traders out there. And one of the problems with having the internet and having, you know, especially if you're trading from home, having a lot of spare time and loving the markets and being uh, in the markets, you start reading a lot. You look at different indicators. You look at different patterns. I don't know if he's just talking about indicators or just patterns, but we're going to talk about both of them. And you get too much information. You get way, way too much information. It's actually one of the reasons why a lot of traders end up not making money is because they see a pattern or indicator that they like. It performs pretty well. They, they do a little bit of a back test on it. They see that the probability is in their favor. And then they see another indicator or pattern that they like and they say, oh, what if I add the two? And then before you know it, they have six patterns and indicators that they're watching uh, just to give you an example, they're watching, you know, for head and shoulders pattern and they're watching the moving averages and they're watching the RSI and they're watching the stochastics and they're watching different, all these different indicators and patterns, which is great. And it's good to know what they all do. Unfortunately, when you put all of them together and you don't do it in an algorithmic way, that's why all the hedge funds that do it, they, they put all this data into an algorithm to come up with a single level or, or two single levels. Uh, the reason why we do that that way and put it into an algorithm is that a lot of times the different patterns give you different signals. So you could have something where you have a bull flag and it looks like it's about to break out. But on the other hand, you're seeing a potential head and shoulders. So now you end up not knowing really not being confident in either one and not really trading the way you should be trading, picking the right entry level, putting in the right stops because you're like, well, I don't want to buy it here because if it turns out to be a head and shoulders, I'm going to get stopped out. And then I'm going to miss the head and shoulders or, or whatever the, the whatever the indicator is, the reasoning could be. A lot of times I get a lot of people who tell me, oh, it's a bull fag and it's great, but the RSI is so high. The, the stochastics are so high. You know, market is so overbought here. I don't know if there could be an extension up. And that's fine if that's how you trade. But if you if you just follow patterns, you should really stick to the bull flag. If you just trade off of RSI or stochastics, you should just trade that way. And putting the two together just a lot of times makes you not confident in your initial signal or your initial pattern that, that gave you the uh, the buy or the sell short uh, signal. Now, the other problem with trading a lot of indicators, and he hits on it in, in his email, is that sometimes you do get two or three patterns that line up and look great, but unfortunately they're giving you different entry levels because they're using different stops or, or whatever the reason is. And that becomes problematic because if uh, if you're watching three patterns and one pattern is telling you to buy at 100 and the next pattern is telling you to buy at 92 and the pattern which you would buy at 100, your stop should be six points lower, let's say, so it should be 94. 
then all of a sudden you start getting nervous and saying, well, what if I get stopped out at 94 and then it doesn't touch 92 and I miss the trade? Or sometimes you have something which is um, quite common where you, you have buy at 100, but the next indicator is 97 and your stop out is 96 and the stop out on the 97 should be 91. So you start getting confused and you increase your stops or or you, you're not confident with your purchase level. And this is one of the things that one of the problems with the Internet is you just get so much information and, and we all want to be the best that we can be. We all want to make as much money as possible. We all love the markets. That's why we do it. We, we, we have passion for this. So we want to learn. We want to know everything about it. But unfortunately, that comes with the side effect of sometimes getting confused. And more times than not, if you get past the level of especially using some of these indicators that or patterns that are not so common, you end up getting so confused that you either become gun shy to pull the trigger for a trade because you're always looking for the lower level to buy it and it never hits it. Or a lot of times you skip trades because one is telling you one way and one is telling you the other way. I remember uh, a trader of mine uh, from Argentina had this problem because he was watching Elliott Waves and he was putting it together with some regular technical more patterns like uh, head and shoulders. And on, one, on Elliott Wave, he was counting that the market should go lower and on the head, I'm sorry, go higher. And on the head and shoulders, the market was telling him it should go lower. And he was so confused with the trade that he walked away from it. And it ended up that he's a solid Elliott wave trader now. And, that he, and that's all he does, that he was right with the Elliott waves. And the market actually went higher, that the head and shoulders never played out. And I remember talking to him about this specific thing. And, and I've talked to a lot of traders over the years uh, because we, we all, again, like I said, we're all passionate about the markets. We want to figure out the best way to make money. We tend to overdo it. We tend to put too many indicators. So what I like to tell the traders is what you're good at. So if you are good at reading Elliott waves or you're good at Fibonacci numbers, just stick to it. Be cognizant of the other patterns that are, that are forming. Be cognizant about it. Maybe play around with your size. So, so if you're not sure about a trade, maybe go a little bit smaller size, but in reality, Whatever you're good at. So this this guy's name was Luigi. Luigi was really good at Elliott waves. So you have to allow him. You have to allow that pattern to take uh, the predominant role in your thinking in your in your setting up a trade. And if the head and shoulders would have ended up playing out, it happens. You get stopped out. But you have to be cognizant of what what your strengths are. Uh, so what I would tell Gene in this case is pay attention to what you're really good at. Take out the indicators that you feel. Uh, you, you either don't understand or you just don't like. Try to lower the number of indicators down to a certain amount that you feel comfortable with trading and that typically either show you all the same direction and maybe you, you could figure out a price strategy in it. So I'll give you an example. Sometimes I use different type of patterns and what I could, what sometimes I do if it gives me two really uh, different prices, I use an average of those prices. So if I get a 195, I'll bid a 97 and a half. So this way, if I miss it and it happened that I missed it and it bounced off 100, that's, you know, it's going to happen. And if it goes down all the way to 95 and bounces from there, I should still be in it. But I'm not taking five points of uh, five points of pain. And in the previous example, where you have a six point stop. You're not one point away from the stop. You're not, you know, you're only down two and a half points. So if it goes under the 95 level to 93, you're still good on the 97 and a half entry level. So these are the things that you really need to understand when you're building strategies is it's really dangerous to watch too many things. And if you're ready, if you're hell bent on watching too many things, then you have to make it into a mathematical formula and put it into an algorithm because that algorithm is going to get take and weigh certain things. So 
what I do is when I build a lot of my algorithms, I put a weighting on the patterns that I like. So if I have a head and shoulders and I, I feel like that's a great pattern and, and it has a high probability of playing out the way that I trade it, so I put that I give it a weighting of an eight, uh, something that I don't like know well, and I'm not saying that it's a bad strategy. Like uh, let's take Fibonacci's. I don't really like to trade Fibonacci's. I'm cognizant about them. I understand that they work, and I know that the I know where the levels are. I'm always watching those levels. But I don't really trade off of it. I just use it as a secondary signal. So I only put a, a weighting of, let's say, two or three on that. So then you go through 20 or 30, 40, 50, 100, 200 indicators and patterns, and you put a weighting on each pattern and indicator that you like. And then you put it into a formula. You have the computer, obviously, come up with a number. And that's that's the number that it's telling you, okay, it's a bullish signal. We've taken into account all of your indicators. Let's say you did 25 indicators. It takes all 25 indicators. It comes out with a buy signal based on that, using some of the bearish ones, using some of the bullish ones, putting values on it. So you make a weighted average kind of thing. You get a you get a spit out number, and it tells you, okay, we want you to buy the stock at 98. Uh, this strategy is a strategy that you use a one to one risk reward. So you should have a 10 point stop and a 10 point gain. And this way, it takes out a lot of the uh, humid component of it where you're watching and you're seeing one indicator tells you to buy here, one indicator tells you to buy here, one indicator tells you you should sell here. So it takes all of that information as a computer without any emotions and spits it out as a single number and that makes your trading life a lot easier. So, so, uh, so Gary, either you, you, so Gary, what do you think for the average trader? Not as far as the average trader, when I mean like as far as what he's how profitable it is, but for the average person who's trading, what do you think is a reasonable number of indicators for that person to look at so that he can comprehend, he can comprehend what's happening in the market, but also so that he can maintain some sort of level of sanity when he's trading. Right. So I, I prefer to keep it simple. I, I feel like simplicity is the best. It's been uh, very successful for me for 15, 20 years. Uh, I try to look at when I'm trading without algorithms, I try to look at maximum three, four uh, different indicators and patterns. And, and usually I have one. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for a lot of different patterns. But when I see it on the chart, I, I, I typically try to just focus on the ones that I like. So obviously all the traders are watching head and shoulders, all the traders bull flags, Fibonacci guys are watching Fibonacci numbers, Elliott waves are counting the waves. Uh, then you have, you know, uh, a million, you know, a million different strategies, dojis, candlesticks, there's a million different patterns and indicators that, that you can watch. Uh, but if a chart shows me, let's say, a head and shoulders pattern a, and a uh, RSI that's not conducive so it's showing me that's not over overbought let's say let's say the market is at the top you get a head and shoulders and the, and the rsa is sloped upwards uh it's making higher highs and higher lows so it's it's a bullish trend so so basically what i like to do is i like to say okay i'm more concentrated than head and shoulders but i understand the rsi let's see if i can find another stock maybe that that's set up better if, if i can't find another stock that's set up better then what i do is i basically go with the predominant uh, pattern or indicator in this case would in my opinion would be head and shoulders uh, a lot of times where you get into issues is if a lot of traders use this thing called dow theory where higher highs and uh, higher lows or lower lows and lower highs so what ends up happening is you have a setup where you have a higher high higher low so the market is telling you the trend is up and you should you know the, the idea is you should never fight the trend 
the idea is you should always go with the trend. So you're, you're kind of like, okay, there's an upward trend, but then you have a pattern that's a distribution pattern that's telling you that we might be toppy here, such as a head and shoulders and just using it because most traders know what it is. And uh, so then you're kind of conflicted. Do I go with the, the Dow theory, which is the trend is your friend and there's a trend line, that you know, obvious trend line, let's say. So do I stay with the trend or do I go with the distribution pattern? So again, you have to understand what you're good at. You have to understand that what patterns you, you uh, like better, which patterns you develop, you see better. And it also depends on how the market is acting at that time. So if the market is is very bullish, you know, maybe and you you like uh, Dow theory, maybe you skip the head and shoulders or vice versa. If the market itself is giving you a distribution pattern at the top, maybe you, you give a little bit of weighting, less weighting to the Dow theory and say, okay, trends, trend is your friend, you should, you should play it, but the trend is your friend until it's not. So at some point it could change. But what I like to do is I like to put the two together and say, okay, so instead of just getting in blindly on a head and shoulders and, and shorting it on the break of the neckline, maybe what I will do is I'll wait for it to make a lower low and see if there's a bounce where I could short it now that now that you have the two patterns in your in your way. So now you have a lower low, uh, which is telling you that the trend is down. And now you have a head and shoulders which is distribution one that's telling you it's down. So now you have now you've taken a little bit of risk off the plate by just waiting a little bit. And now you just see if you can get back into the stock on a bounce because usually stocks you know, they come back to the neckline a couple of times, sometimes go over the neckline. So in this case, and this is a hypothetical case, what I would do is I would wait for a lower low to happen. Once it clicked the lower low, then I know that the trend is down, the head and shoulders is in play. I would try to find a spot based on my risk reward where I feel comfortable getting into the stock. Gary, thanks so much for your time. Stay tuned, size traders, subscribers. Keep, we'll keep you updated. Until next time, this is Amos with Gary Head Trader at Size Trade. Gary, thanks so much. Thanks.